This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. How are you, my queens? Guys, I am not going to lie. Uh, it sounds cringy as fuck to say. I'm high on life at the minute. I've never been in a better mood. You know, when you're just in that mood where like you're just singing loud in the car, you're literally dancing everywhere you go. Like I'm just blasting music everywhere I go, dancing about the place in the best mood. I don't know what's got into me. I think it's partly due to the sun. To be honest, I think I'm such a sun creature. Like that is why seasonal depression is such a thing for me. I just realised I said sun creature, not sun worshipper, which is what I meant, but same thing. Oh my god, I've just looked at the weather. The sun's only lasting for another couple of days. Next week is raining. You know what? That's not even a bad thing. I feel like I could do with some days of rain. Help me get some shit done. Is anyone else like that? Like when the sun's out, you just—it's so hard to do anything else but be out in the sun. Well, definitely for the first few days, and then after that, the novelty wears off, and you're like, okay. You know, I can't just put my life on pause just because the sun's out for a while. But yeah, it actually could not have been a better weekend for that festival last weekend, AVA in Belfast. Oh my God, there wasn't a cloud in sight. It was the most stunning weekend. You could literally wear nothing and you would have still been warm. I felt like I was at Coachella, except way better. <laughs> I don't know, something about Coachella, it doesn't really appeal to me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I got the opportunity to go, I would obviously take it, but... Do I think it looks like a great festival? Like it looks really fun? No. I was having the time of my life, literally dancing till my little heart was content. I told you guys I was going to take it easy on the Friday and then drink on the Saturday. And I actually kind of stuck to my word. Like I probably drank a little bit more than I would have wanted to on the Friday. But it was still fine. Like I didn't have a hangover. I was good. Probably, let's say, maybe six set, six drinks, but that spread over. Like six drinks sounds like a decent amount if you're drinking it in like two hours. Obviously, you're going to be drunk. But six drinks spread out over like eight hours is grand. I was really scared though of having like the full, almost like half a week hangover after it. But luckily enough, it didn't happen. I was hungover on Sunday, but I actually got up and went for a swim in Helen's Bay. And it didn't cure me, but it did just like, you know, give me a little boost of serotonin, lay out in the sun, sunbathing, had some nice food, and it was just everything I needed. And then by Monday, I was fine. I have a new tactic. Actually, you know what? This isn't even a new tactic. It's just one I haven't done in a while. I've reintroduced an old tactic, a way to always have an incredible day (laughs) or a way to always start off in a good mood. 
Maybe I should wait until we talk about this in the book. No, you know what? I'm going to tell you now. Because this is, I wholeheartedly believe that this is why I've been having such a good week. Every morning, wake up and blast the song. <laughs> no, why am I cringing saying this? The song, you know the one that goes, Now wind up on my body, girl. Wind like it's a carnival. Girl, you love the way you're your wine for me. Girl, your wine is so emotional. <laughs> is everyone getting on with me <laughs> It's an absolute belter. I strongly encourage this practice, maybe more so than yoga. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Not more so than Actually, maybe just do both. Just blast Gallia Party Animal times 10 and then do a bit of yoga. You will be thriving. Wait, maybe that's my recommendation for the week. Is it? Yeah. Take that as my recommendation for the week, Queens, because I don't know if I have another one. I actually woke up this morning feeling like I was on death's door. I think there's so much going around at the minute. I don't know. Everyone seems to be coming down with the flu and with colds and with chest infections. Like literally every single one of my friends is getting something. And my brother was off work and stuff yesterday, sick. I thought he was just milking it with a two day hangover, but turns out he actually was sick. And whatever it was, he's really kindly given it to me. I, you know, when you wake up and your throat is literally like glass and you can't breathe properly and it's like a proper head cold, like my head actually feels really fucked. I was like, am I even going to have it in me to sit down and record a podcast today? But you know what? I'm here. I've been joining the Lemsip. I've been joining the Barocca. We made it. Right before I came here, I was at my friend's house picking up some stuff basically her dad is really into mopeds and scooters and stuff he literally collects them he's got like a garage full of like 10 of them it's mad I actually didn't realize how many he had until this evening so I went around to borrow a load of like moped gear like protective wear and helmets and shit because guess what your girl is doing her CBT moped thing tomorrow oh my god guys you'll remember from my 2023 goals was it 2023 goals yeah I did a podcast episode called my goals for 2023 didn't I and I'm pretty sure I mentioned on there that I really wanted to get my moped license and that is what I got for my present from my parents for my birthday so that is what I'm doing tomorrow and to say I'm shitting myself would be an understatement like I wouldn't be surprised if I had a panic attack on the bike although that's actually not gonna happen because I'm gonna take a propranolol <laughs> before it so the beta blocker is going to save me. I think I will be okay thanks to that. I think if I didn't have them, it would actually be... I think I'd... Yeah, I'd probably have to pull out. I think I'd just be too much of a hazard on the road because I'd be panicking. But hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm okay. I've got all the gear now. Just like, not a fucking clue what I'm doing. Although my friend was being really reassuring to me. She was like, you've literally got your driver's license. Like, you're fine. She had to do it without having a driving license and do all like road theory and everything I've got all that I'm just needing a bit of a boost in confidence when it comes to actually riding a moped when I think about it it really terrifies me the whole leaning thing no but that I'm overthinking because you lean on a bike you know what I mean the steering's the same on a bike and as it is on a moped so if I can do it on one I can do it on the other but yeah I'm really really shitting myself it's literally just a one day course. You have to go from nine till about four or five, I think. And I think you probably start off maybe doing, I don't even know if we will do theory because I have my driving license, but I assume some theory. And then I think you do, you know, kind of like maneuvers, like starting from a stop and like turning from a stop. 
parking, like moving slow with the bike or like walking with the bike type of thing. So probably those types of things first. So you can actually get like a handle on the bike and like a feel for it. And then you probably go into your driving and you literally just like go out in the roads and the guy goes behind you with a thing in your ear where he can speak to you. How scary is that? You don't think about it because obviously when you're doing a driving lesson like in a car, they're your instructor's in the car with you. But the fact that they're not like on the bike with you is so scary, but also makes sense because it's way harder to drive with someone on the back of the bike. So like it wouldn't make sense to learn with someone on the bike with you because the way it would be all fucked up and it would just be like harder to do the whole leaning thing and it would just kind of make everything more difficult. Yeah, so that's the plan for tomorrow. It's in Newton Arts, so... Actually, I was going to say, if you live in Newton Ards, stay in your house. But by the time you hear this, it'll be too late. <laughs> I was like to my mum, how much did it cost? And she told me and I was like, oh, nice. £200 to literally write myself off on the road. Love that for me. <laughs> no, I can't think like this. I can't think negatively about it and it'll go badly. Anyway, I'm not actually doing it to be able to drive a scooter here, like to get a license to buy a scooter or anything, because it only actually lasts three years. And then you basically, if you want to be able to drive anything above like a 125cc, which is just like your most basic, like small moped, you need to get further licenses, I think. I don't really know how it all works. But what I'm actually just doing it for is just a bit of confidence so that, you know, when I go on holiday and when I go traveling again, I have the confidence to rent a bike on my own. Yeah, after I crashed in Thailand years ago, I've never had confidence doing it myself. I've always had to rely on other people getting on the back of their bikes, which is fine. And, you know, worked out for me the majority of the time but when you have to rely on other people like that and the whole point of you going solo traveling is to be independent it's kind of annoying so although I'm scared I am just dreaming of the day I will be scooting around on a moped in the Philippines living my best life wow that thought is just that brings me so much joy the fact that I will actually be able to do that well Fingers crossed I'll be able to do that after getting a bit of confidence tomorrow. We'll see. I've got all the gear from my friend's dad. He gave me like proper protective gear. Like I literally look like a Power Ranger with all the things he's given me. So even if I fall off, I'll literally be fine. Okay, what was my pit and peak of this week? Peak is obviously the festival. I'm sorry. I would honestly live in like festival fashion every day of the week if I could. Like... I will get my ass out and wear shiny sparkly things and lots of jewellery and glitter and bows and everything OTT every day of the week if it was acceptable. But I mean, you're not really going to walk around with like mesh outfits with your bum out on a normal day, are you? It's not really acceptable. But I feel like my best self then, honestly. It's made me want to go to another festival. Like I've not got any other booked, but I can kind of like... Oh, should I try and book one now for August or even September? Oh, a European one would be so fun. Okay, my pit of this week was... I had to cut someone out of my life this week. So that's kind of bleak, but had to be done. My words of the week. This is really cute. It says... Okay, it's literally just like a little short poem on Instagram I know forgiveness is hard and healing can be slow but as you learn to let go peace begins to flow gorge by the way guys I 
started like the next month's book for the book club and it is just for anyone else who wants to join in but can't make it to like the meetups it's called happy place by emily henry i've heard a lot of good reviews about it a lot of people have said it's like really pulled them out of a reading slump and they literally finished it in a day or two so just in case anyone wants a little bit of inspiration for their next book definitely start that with us I haven't started it just yet because I really want to finish the one from the previous month because I was actually really enjoying it it's called my year of rest and relaxation I only ended up getting like 30% of the way through it but I am really gonna try and get it done over this weekend because it's actually really funny it's kind of very dry humor but I'm really enjoying it so far so once I finish that one I'll move on to happy place by Emily Henry but yeah if you want to join in the book club that's what the book is I need to force myself to get back into my reading era. I just, I need to be into books again. I need to put my phone down when I go to bed and start reading. Stupid, stupid TikTok. I actually want to throw my phone at a wall. Right, should we get into this week's topic? Wait, I actually, one of you sent me the funniest memes ever on Instagram the other day. And it was like, podcaster 40 minutes into the episode. Okay, let's just dive straight into this week's topic. <laughs> Like, if that isn't me. (laughs) But in all seriousness, let's really dive straight into this week's topic. Okay, I wanted to talk this week about protecting your inner peace. So this is something that I mentioned when I was talking about the perks of being single. Do you remember I said about how the inner peace that comes once you break away from a rocky relationship is so, like, liberating? Just not going to bed at night, having like constant anxieties or being constantly upset about things and constantly fighting and just all the shit that comes with like being on the rocks, I guess, when you're in a relationship and all the like emotional instability that it causes in your life. And then being able to let go of that and having this like newfound inner peace is such an amazing feeling. And I've really been enjoying it and just trying to like cherish it because and look I'm not saying that you can't be in a relationship and have inner peace you 100% can and there has probably been times in my life where I've been in relationships and I have had inner peace but I definitely think it's hard to have that when you're going through bad times maybe within relationships because it is quite like all-consuming. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys I'm not gonna lie to you I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place like completely haywire and I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiraling about them I'm not talking about it I'm just sitting there overthinking them letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out. And that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past. And one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just 
an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk. It was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like, hey, I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member. It just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around. And I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away. And then not only that, but you talk it through, you rationalize it, you learn, you know, different better ways you can cope with these stressors. Also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place. Therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And I mean, who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protecting your inner peace and your energy was actually a huge topic of discussion and just like focus, I guess, within my teacher training, my yoga teacher training in India. They really teach that you should practice detachment. So this is going to be my point number one is to practice detachment. Now, I have mixed feelings on the whole practice of detachment and I had a lot of queries and questions for my yogi is that what you would yeah for my is that what we called him what do we call him I can't remember let's call him my yogi I had a lot of questions for him with regards to this because although yes I completely agree that it's good to practice detachment from things like when you something happens to your car and you don't want to let it affect your day or when you're someone stole your lunch from the fridge or like my brother stole my dinner from the fridge today and I had intentionally cooked extra food last night to save myself from cooking tonight like yeah I could have gone skits and let that ruin my day but like just try and practice a little bit of detachment and you'll literally be fine like what's the big deal you know what I mean sometimes you just need to put things into perspective with things like that wholeheartedly agree there is no point wasting your energy and giving away your peace for things that ultimately do not matter. However, I do kind of struggle to see how you fully practice detachment from like your loved ones and maybe like things in your life that you like really love or like, you know, your abilities to do certain things. 
oh, I don't know. Like, I would always ask them about this. And to be honest, I can't really fully remember what their answers would be on this, but I, I do remember being like, eh, don't know about that. Like, do you reckon you can fully practice detachment to the point that if you lost a loved one, it wouldn't affect your inner peace? I don't believe so, because then you're just living life, like, not giving your all, like, not giving all your love to people because you're practicing detachment, you know what I mean? So I feel like there's definitely limits to this. And I think when you can practice detachment, you should Basically, in a way that doesn't let little things affect your mood and your day. You know, if someone's rude to you in the street or someone who's serving you is a dick or maybe someone cuts you off when you're driving, it's only going to negatively impact you if you choose to let it negatively impact you, you know? I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but like you do actually have the power to just be like, that's fine. (laughs) Sending you love, bibs. I hope your day, I hope you have a better day after doing whatever you did to me. Maybe that got your anger out of you. Sometimes if you rise to negativity, you just create more negativity for yourself. Like you're only getting yourself more worked up. I feel like when I worked in hospitality, I got really good at like killing people with kindness when they were being mean. I got quite good at that to the point that it was quite satisfying. Don't get me wrong. There was obviously times where that felt impossible and sometimes was impossible and sometimes I would be quite cheeky back but there was a lot of other times where I thought you know what I'm gonna be the bigger person here I'm gonna kill them with kindness and they're gonna regret being like that to me let's say you get a parking ticket massive melt the worst of the worst but you've already got it there's quite literally nothing you can do at that point about the fact that you've got a parking ticket. You can't get rid of it. You can't go and shout to the person that gave you it. Like, they're just doing their job. And you know what? You were in the wrong for being wherever you parked or for not paying. So you can either in that situation decide that you're just going to not let it affect your day and be like, okay, whatever, practice detachment. That's fine. I got a parking ticket. My bad. I'll actually pay next time. Or you can be fuming about it and let it feed into your day and take your anger out in the people around you, your loved ones, your colleagues, whoever it is. You can kick up as much of a fuss as you want, but it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to change anything. You're still going to have to pay the parking ticket. It's still the same outcome. So would you rather the first option or the second? That, in my head, is more what detachment is about as opposed to you know, practicing detachment from your loved ones and your hobbies and your abilities to do certain things, you know? I feel like detachment is more for those kind of little things that you don't want to ruin your day. Okay, my next tip for protecting your inner peace is to develop, and I swear to God, I don't shut the fuck up about routines, but to me, routines are so important. And where routines come in with regards to protecting your inner peace is developing routines that make you happy, and that don't rely on other people. Now, there's nothing wrong with having routines that do involve other people. For example, for me, like, I love going to the gym with a friend. I just find I'm so much more motivated to go. I do more when I'm there. Time goes so much faster when I'm there with them. Also, I'm just, like, committed to going to a certain time because, you know, we've agreed to a time and I don't want to be late. Whereas when I'm going on my own, I'm like, I'll just go, I'll just wait another half an hour or I'll just have another bit of a lie-in or uh, maybe I'll go after my lunch, you know? Like all these things can 
creep in. Whereas you agree to go with someone at a certain time, you're committing to that. So I'm not saying don't have routines that involve people. However, I do think it is really important to have certain routines in place in your everyday life or your weekly life or whatever it is that don't rely on other people but still bring you a lot of fulfillment. I'll give you an example of one of my routines. Now, I actually haven't done this in a while. It stopped when I went back to Leeds, but it was my routine, my Saturday morning routine in Belfast for a while. And it was the most wholesome thing ever. And it just started my weekend the exact way I wanted it to start. Like I just felt so good every Saturday morning after this. And it didn't rely on anyone. I need to get back into it. I've just, I've been in my party girl era and your girl needs to get back into a yoga girl era. <laughs> so my Saturday morning routine, I got up at about nine o'clock I would make it into town for my yoga class at half nine. This went on till 10.45, 11. Then I would go to the cafe next door to the yoga place. I would get myself a little oat milk latte. I'd get myself a little cinnamon swirl. I would sit there and I would read a book. And sorry, not a whole book. I'd read some of whatever book I was reading. And then I would dander home. I say dander as if I walked the whole way home. I didn't. I'd dander back to the car and drive home. And I'd probably make it home for about 12 o'clock or maybe a little bit after. And it was just the most stunning thing in the entire world. I can't wait to get back into it. And sometimes my mum would join me and sometimes a friend would join me. But a lot of the time I would just do it on my own. Like it didn't really matter to me whether anyone came with me or not. In fact, if anything, I actually maybe enjoyed more going on my own because then I got to read the book instead of talk to someone after in the cafe. Although I don't want to say that because that sounds rude to my mum. I do like when she joins me as well. But just establishing these really nice, fulfilling routines that fill up your cup without relying on other people that aren't going to get you down when someone bails on you, that, you know, aren't going to get plans messed up because something's happened to someone else's schedule or they were running late. It's all based on you and your timing and your happiness and your inner peace. And look, everyone's little routines will look completely different, you know, to a lot of you that will have just listened to that routine. You'll be like, that is not my idea of an enjoyable Saturday morning. Like, that's not something that would fill up my cup. If anything, that sounds stressful, you know, if you don't like yoga or you don't like cinnamon swirls. I'm sorry. But for me, that is what I like. But, you know, maybe you just like three evenings a week to go on a nice walk on your own and listen to a specific podcast or... Maybe it's to go out for a cup of tea with your grandparents. I don't know. Whatever it is, you find out what it is that fills you up, that brings you that feeling of inner peace. It sounds so basic when you say it like that. Sounds so straightforward. Sometimes working out these things that like give you that peaceful feeling can actually be quite difficult because like if you're a really go, 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 uh, overstimulated constantly on overdrive kind of person I feel like I am quite on overdrive all the time but I do know that I have my things that bring me back down and give me that peaceful feeling and I think finding those things is so important because they just bring your anxiety levels right down like if you were stressed or feeling anxious about anything those routines are what bring you back down to earth and make you start to rationalize things they're what set you off on a good day or round off your day on a good note and they're just what make you go to bed at night feeling satisfied feeling like you've done something for you that day and you haven't just like lived life 
on everyone else's time and for everyone else and, you know, adhering to everyone else's needs and demands. That's something I used to always actually say at the start or end of my yoga classes that I took last summer. The fact that all those people in my class had come there and taken this time out of their day to dedicate to themselves and to give their brain and their body that time to decompress and to think about themselves and to breathe and to just be with their body was like an incredible thing. And sometimes it can be seen as a little bit selfish, but sometimes we need to be selfish to bring that feeling to us. Especially if you have like a really busy job where you're just like constantly doing things for other people, constantly carrying out all these tasks, like just feel very manic, very all over the place. Then maybe you've got a family, you're going home, you're cooking dinner for other people, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's like everything for everyone. Where is the time for you? Like you need to take that time out for yourself or you will literally combust. Not taking that time out for yourself is asking to burn out and to get angry and to hold resentment and to bring up all those negative emotions. Okay, leading on from that, my third tip for protecting your inner peace is to learn how to say no and to not always be a people pleaser. This is something I've got so good at. I mean, I don't think I was ever particularly bad at it. I've always been quite aware of when I feel like my social battery has run out and I don't want to be in certain situations and I feel like it would be more beneficial for me to not do something or to stay at home and just have a chill night or whatever it is. Do you know what? I actually think this maybe stems from the fact that I worked weekends in school. So then it meant I had to be selective about what I said yes to because I would have to book off time for it. So then I'd be like, right, well, I'm not booking off every weekend because then what would be the point in having a job? So what should I say yes and what should I say no to? And I think because I always did that, now it's just kind of ingrained into me what is worth going to. Like, what do I really want to go to? And what am I just doing to just not have FOMO and just because other people want to do it and to be a people pleaser? Whereas I know some people do find this one really difficult and get FOMO at literally everything. And then there's kind of like the in-between as well. Like I was talking to my friend about this recently and she was saying she's not a people pleaser. Like when she doesn't want to do something and when something makes her feel uncomfortable or isn't what she wants to do, she will say that and she would like she would never shy away from saying no to something. But she's a very, very easygoing person and will just go with the flow a lot of the time, which can feel like she's being a people pleaser because she's always like, oh, I don't mind, like, whatever, you pick, you lead the way, you book the table, you, yeah. But she's just so, like, easy breezy, doesn't mind to the point that it seems like she's being a people pleaser, but she actually just doesn't care, which is obviously completely fine. But I think as long as you know your boundaries and you know in yourself what's the best decision for you, then you're less likely to be in scenarios where you're like, why the fuck have I done this to myself? I just want to be in bed. I'm not happy here. I'm just being grumpy towards people. Maybe it causes you to get in an argument with someone because you're being huffy and it's like, well, if you didn't want to be here, why are you here? Because ultimately that decision was down to you. Now that I think about it, I know that I said I'm not much of a people pleaser, but I think I can be maybe in relationships actually. I don't know if that's like an effort to keep peace within the relationship or to seem easygoing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
but yeah I can definitely be a bit of a people pleaser and it's quite annoying for me sometimes as well because being self-employed like obviously you have to stick to your own diary your own time scale your own to-do list all that like it's not you know you're, you're not clocking it into an office and working nine to five and because you have that more flexibility then there's more leeway for you to be a people pleaser which then only affects your work I don't know if I explained that very well but basically I would find like in relationships I'd be too much of a people pleaser and then as a result I was only sacrificing like my own work which is really dumb so yeah that's definitely something I could be working on okay my next tip this is a really weird one that I thought of the other night when I was brainstorming ideas for this episode and it involves a complete change in mindset around things in your everyday life okay bear with me on this (laughs) So it's to find satisfaction in really mundane and boring things that aren't exciting and don't bring you like instant dopamine hits. Let me explain. I'm not telling you you need to jump out of bed in the morning and be delighted to be making your bed and be delighted to be jumping in the shower. (laughs) No one is going to be like that and that's so fine. However, trying to flip your brain to start to find not even joy, but just some sort of satisfaction in really, really mundane things. For example, cleaning, tidying your room, making your bed, getting a shower, like trying to see all the little perks and the little good things about all these different boring things can bring you so much inner peace. Like emptying the dishwasher, doing a clear out, cooking, All these things that we see as very boring and almost like they're chores that we have to do. If you try and switch it in your brain to think, no, I get to do these because not that I have to do them, but I get to do this because then I get to have a tidy room or a nice folded wardrobe or I get to have a delicious meal because I've put effort into cooking it instead of just chuck exactly together in two minutes and that's not to say there aren't times where you are just gonna have to chuck something together in two minutes and you don't have time and you might not have time to do absolutely any of the other chores and that's okay but like you know what I mean just not thinking of everything as being this like huge chore that's so boring and you're just trying to race through everything to try and then like get to the fun part of watching tv try and actually find some sort of satisfaction some level of it it's not gonna have you jumping with joy and singing from the top of the rooftops but like put podcasts on while you're doing things play music that makes you feel like you're in a good mood these little things that seem like chores don't need to be so dull I used to have a dedicated morning every Friday morning I would have it as my cleaning morning and I absolutely loved it I would blast podcasts I would blast music and I would get down and dirty cleaning absolutely everything my bathroom my bedroom I'd put a wash on then I'd wash my hair and I just felt so clean and so good about life and that's just like flipping something that you know some a lot of people see as an god-awful boring tour and making it a gorgeous morning (laughs) that sets off my weekend and then you're like proud of what you've done and that just like brings you inner peace I don't know maybe I'm milking this one but I honestly think it's legit if you try it let me know because I wholeheartedly believe in this one 
All right, number five on my tips for protecting your inner peace is to actually feel things instead of avoiding. You can't expect to ever feel inner peace if you're constantly harboring emotions and never moving through them. If you're always like on edge and always avoiding feeling certain things and confronting certain things in your own head, how do you think you're ever going to feel still and at peace within your own brain when you're all you're doing is avoiding? You move through different emotions in different ways. You know, there's no set way of doing these things. And what works for someone else might not necessarily work for you. But it sounds so stupid. I just feel like so many people don't know how to feel their emotions. And I feel like I probably maybe didn't used to know how to. And it would all just like build up inside of me and then probably come out in tears or come out in anger. And I feel like that's the way a lot of people deal with their emotions which is so bad to say but we don't really get taught how to deal with them especially men they're kind of taught to like not talk about things and not show this kind of like weak side of themselves and then as I said it can just come out in like various other ways that aren't very healthy so let's talk a little bit about ways to actually feel your emotions sorry I feel so stupid saying that because like Everyone feels emotions, but I guess maybe this is more like moving through them and not avoiding them. Number one is to get therapy, although not everyone can afford this. I know it's a little bit expensive. Um, It's a great way of being able to move through your emotions. And if you can't afford therapy, I would highly recommend it. However, what therapy really does is bring a safe space for people to talk to about their emotions and about what's going on in their life and to have like a non-judgmental perspective on it, I guess. So if you can't afford therapy, you can still do this with someone you feel safe with. If you have a friend that is very non-judgmental, is very you feel very connected to and like you can speak openly with them, you don't need to sit down and be like, I want you to therapize me. However, you can still just sit down and have a chat. Like a lot of the time, these things is actually more about getting it off your chest and saying it out loud because then you start to rationalize things in your head. So half the time it doesn't even matter if the other person listening is the therapist or not. But what you don't want is someone that's going to be judgmental, obviously. You could take this a step further if you feel like there's no one in your life where you could sit down and have these chats with. There probably is, you know, though. I feel like a lot of people do have that person, but they're just scared to open up to them. I'm very lucky where I feel like I do have a lot of friends I can open up to. But if you don't feel like you have that, you could literally sit down and voice note it. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but a lot, as I said, a lot of the time, it is literally just about saying it out loud, getting it off your chest, rationalizing it. So you could voice note it or you could journal journaling is honestly a godsend for moving through emotions I don't know what I would do without it like I'm not a everyday journaler I'm not even a weekly journaler but I am a journaler in times of emotional turmoil and in times of like stress and anxiety just times when I feel like I will feel lighter by literally just typing something out and that's the thing I do it on my laptop because I can't even be bothered getting a notebook well, sorry, not getting a notebook. I have multiple notebooks because I think notebooks are the prettiest things ever. Like I low-key have a notebook addiction, yet I won't lift a pen to the paper. I always just go to my laptop because <laughs> it's always when I'm in bed at night and I'm overthinking. And it's when I start getting those like racing overthinking thoughts where I'm like, this would just literally take it all out of my head if I just write it down. And it always does that for me. 
Like I will literally be lying there in bed, pitch black room, thoughts racing, eyes open, tossing and turning, like a million and one thoughts going through my head. And then I'll be like, right, I can't sleep. I'm going to journal. I'll sit up. I'll type in the date. I will type away to my little heart's content. I'll close the laptop and I will literally fall straight to sleep. Because when you journal, thoughts just literally flow out of you. And then as you're journaling, you're like kind of rationalizing it, seeing it from another perspective, moving through the motions or the emotions. And then you come like out the other side with so much clarity and you just feel like a new person. Couldn't recommend it more. When I was going through a breakup, that was literally the best thing for me. It's really good as well if you want to like You know, if you've got like anger towards someone or pent up like frustration towards someone, it could literally be anyone in your life, but it's actually not even beneficial to contact them to say these things. Like it would only cause more harm than it's worth, but you want to get it out of you. Just like write letters to them all in your journal. It's amazing. Another great way for me to feel my emotions is through music. Like if you're sad, play sad music, cry your eyes out. For an hour, make a sad song playlist. It's slightly self-sabotaging, I will admit. Uh, You know, if you're going to play that to make yourself sad, don't do that. But if you're sad and you just want to get it out of you and you want to listen to your hour-long sad song playlist and you just want to bawl your eyes out and then feel revitalised after, yeah. Or maybe you're furious at someone and you want to play some heavy metal and bash around your room. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe you're like me currently, thriving, driving in the car, blasting happy tunes, feeling high on life. Like it's important to feel the good emotions as well. You can like go through all emotions with music, which is the beautiful thing about it. Like you will always be able to find a song or a playlist that you currently relate to. So yeah, I think if you can try and practice these things instead of like, constantly avoiding by just like scrolling on social media watching tv constantly just like socializing not that you know there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things I obviously constantly scroll on social media watch tv socialize everyone does all these things but don't use them as methods of avoidance you do actually have to put in the work sometimes to feel emotions because if you do just sit and avoid and use things like that give you instant hits of dopamine to kind of make you feel better and almost like numb yourself a little bit to just not feel anything it's only going to do you like harm in the long run and you're never going to be able to feel that sense of inner peace that we're talking about and I feel like the longer you let the feelings build up and the more you harbor your emotions sometimes then the harder it can be to communicate these things and to like get these things off your chest and to kind of decipher what's even going on in your head honestly I think schools need to start introducing some level of like emotional education because I think the biggest and best thing you can teach any child is like how to deal with their emotions and how to communicate them imagine we were all taught that how much of a better world this would be. Everyone just being open and communicative. Sorry, that is my dream. We wouldn't have to teach all these stupid boys how to deal with their emotions. Sorry, that's a bit of a stereotype, isn't it? I feel like girls can be bad as well. Anyway, 
I think that brings us to the end of this episode about protecting your inner peace. Hopefully my five tips will help you. I actually asked my friend Meg today when I was at her house what if she had any tips for bringing inner peace and she gave me a full lesson on this like Tai Chi thing for how to protect your energy. It was actually really cool and I was copying her while she was doing it and I felt really good after. She said she's been trying to do it every morning. It's like a little 20 minute video on YouTube and it uses all these kind of like Chinese herbal medicine practices and pressure points and stuff and it's meant to be really good for you know your energy and I don't I don't really know what else it's good for but she seems to think it works very well for her and like for balancing her out and controlling her anger and stuff I definitely want to give it a go she sent me the link for the video I can include the link for the video in the podcast description if you guys want yeah I'll do that because I'll give it a go this week and then I will put it on the podcast description and it means if any of you guys want to try it too, we can discuss it on next week's episode. But I feel like a lot of those kind of practices like yoga and tai chi and wait, what was the other one she was saying? I can't even remember the name of it, but I feel like all of those are very focused on protecting your inner peace, aren't they? I should have probably included yoga, but I feel like that's a bit of a given. I didn't really need to speak about yoga. You all know I'm a big yoga fanatic. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you all so, so much for your continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me. I hope you all have a gorgeous week and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.